0: Before we get into today's episode, I would like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people, the traditional owners of the land I stand on here today in Melbourne. I pay my respects to all Elders past, present and emerging. I would like to extend my respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners here today. Just jumping on here to pop in a trigger warning before today's episode. Ella, Belle and myself do have a discussion in this episode around consent, uh, non-consensual relationships and touch on sexual abuse. So if this is something that you prefer not to listen to, please uh, maybe give this episode a miss. We have plenty of other episodes um, to catch up on if you haven't already listened. And I will hopefully be bringing you some more episodes in the next coming weeks. Hello and welcome to another episode of Why Not? I am your host, Ivy Healy, and today I am so excited to introduce my two friends, Belle and Ella. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Ivy. You're so cute. Um, and... I made, like, Greek-flavoured shepherd's pie. I'm getting really experimental in lockdown.
1: Please explain the Greek flavours of of shepherd's pie.
0: So, like, for me in my family growing up, shepherd's pie is pretty much like a beef bolognese Mm. but with corn and peas added. Okay, And then then you have, like, your potato on top. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And a couple of months ago I had... Um, lamb mints in the freezer, and my mum. So I live with my parents, and my Mm -hmm. mum doesn't like coffee balls. Okay, random. Like, how dare, how dare she?
1: All right, red flag.
0: Move on. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, I literally googled. Lamb mince recipes yeah. to try and figure out how I could use this lamb mince. And okay. it came up with like easy shepherd's pie. And it brilliant. was like a shepherd's pie made with lamb mince. And then um, you add like oregano, and I've added cumin, mm. oregano, basil, parsley.
1: Okay. And yeah. then you just Dude, like brilliant. mix it I all can... in.
0: Um, Eggplant. Yeah, oh, uh, <laughs> so sorry, first sorry. of all, fun fact, I mean, that's actually a fruit. Yeah.
1: Come back. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to break it to you.
0: Um, eggplant. And um, I added some carrot. I added some peas. Mm. I added some capsicum. Amazing. And then here's the cracker. The mash is mm. half potato, half cauliflower.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. A healthy queen,
0: really yummy. That's sick,
1: yeah. and you couldn't even tell. Did you like boil the collie and then like mash? Yeah, it? so literally yeah.
0: just same as you would potato collie yep. potato. Yeah, and then just mash it, and it like mashes. No
1: shit, it mashes. We <laughs> wouldn't read about it.
0: Have to share the recipe. This is um adulting one hundred and one. This is
1: amazing. <laughs> so so the next thing on your to do list is a cooking book. I hear. Yeah, <laughs> you ticked off podcast. Sure she's already got
0: one fucking in the way. Nursing, it's all. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have the patience to write a cookbook. I don't yeah,
1: guess. no, that sounds. So anyway, that's
0: my fun fact to bring to the uh, the podcast. Thanks, but, um, thanks, Abby. I reckon let's get into it.
1: Let's do it. Let's
0: go. So, I'm um, nervous for what
1: you've picked.
0: For a bit of context, I have the. Questions you actually want to answer mm-hmm. um, by Reflex, which is the Flex Mami brand. And then I've also got questions about sex, which is um, la la. the Reflex Flex mm-hmm. brand with Love Honey. So I've picked a few from mm. Eat And Ella, you've also got a few that you have bro- brought to the table. I have picked out the Would You Rather one. Um, so Amazing. Yeah. We'll do a few. Perfect. Yeah. So fun. All right. If you could create only three laws for people to live by, what would they be? You said
1: it was an easy one. <laughs> Bro. God. Three
0: laws to live by, waxed, vaxed, and ready to. <laughs> ready um, to picnic? I don't know. <laughs> what was it?
1: Hmm. Waxed, waxed um, and ready to. Climax. Climax. <laughs> Man, we've done it. That's brilliant. They're
0: my three laws. No. <laughs> um, I think, and I've had a bit of time to prepare, so sorry, oh, guys, but no, sorry, you no, guys, no. yeah, for context, um, listeners, these two ladies don't know what cards I've picked, so I'm throwing them some mm-hmm. Doosies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, three laws for people to live by, um, have respect, have honesty, mm. and... Um, patience. Okay. So by laws, do you mean
1: like morals? So you've gone down. Like or do you values. mean like yeah. legalities? Like values?
0: Yeah. That's kind of how, oh, that's kind of how I interpreted it. Yeah. But okay. That's the point of the discuss. game. you interpret it. Yeah, of course. Please discuss, ladies.
2: Um, I was going to go down the values line as well. I think that, oh, here's a good one. We should tax the rich.
1: Tax, tax the fucking rich, man. Yeah yeah Um, absolutely my my brain straight straight went to um no wage gap fucking equal pay that was my first law that I thought of which is boggling that's not a fucking law not a thing yeah (laughs) I feel like besides that yeah I mean respect respect I think is a big one
0: especially like in the last couple of weeks I'm Mm. like fuck people just have no respect
1: people have no respect yeah yeah Yeah, absolutely
0: I guess although like people do but I think
1: they choose what they respect (laughs) yeah yeah definitely yeah Mm.
2: definitely a pick and choose model like build your own respect model and that's not how it's worked that respect is very transactional so Mm. if If you respect me I'll
1: respect you yeah
2: yeah whereas it should just be an initial given to everybody and then you know that once you've provided your respect to each other or if you're Mm. not talking about people just about land or anything Mm. um that's when that continues to build and you get more rewards Mm. um from a relationship like you just can't get anywhere without respecting or starting any sort of discourse without you know establishing first that you you actually like the definition of respect like i don't know i kind
1: of i'm interested to look it up i'll look it up now but like Mm. I feel like a lot of people don't respect until it's earned. Like they said, like oh, I have to earn my respect, which I, I understand the premise of, but I don't quite like resonate with because I feel like I would just respect everyone until proven. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm just—it's sort of like a there's, trust
0: thing. I mean, there's like, kind of limits. Like you should yeah, always have a—you should always have a baseline respect for whoever yes. you're you Absolutely. come across. And then as you get to know the person, as you like the person, that respect grows. It grows, you yes. Grow, you yes. know. of course. And I feel like it would
1: take a huge disrespectful thing to happen for me to lose respect for someone. Like I feel like I still uphold quite a lot of respect for people. Yeah. If they've, you know, made some mistakes and stuff. Like it's just like you have to allow for human error and just like, yes. yeah. But I feel like... There's not many things that I would actually lose respect or not respect someone for. Yeah.
0: Totally. Yeah.
2: I looked up the definition as well. Um and Let's I've, hear it. just for context, I pitched the one I like the most. <laughs> um, <laughs> as we do. Oh, definition from Oxford languages. So um this one I like. It's just the due regard for the feelings, wishes, or rights of others. Mm. So simple. Which, as that.
1: which like, yeah, it's so simple. It should just be such a Isn't really like just human decency
2: i think there's a lot of emphasis in that word regard like it doesn't have to be in agreement with or Mm. it doesn't have to be um admirable of it's just Mm. having regard for somebody else's wishes Mm. or values and once you have that regard established then you can start to you know break down your different opinions um i guess that's when you expand out Mm. that's that's when you establish those terms and conditions to your respect
1: Yes. Sense. So, no, it yeah. does. It's sort of like that thing that was floating around a little while ago, like respecting, only respecting women that you find attractive isn't respecting women, you know? And it's yeah. like, yeah. I'm going to respect you if I find you attractive or, if, you know, and or funny. But if I just don't like find you attractive, then I'm going to disrespect you. You know, yeah. it, it's like that. If you do this, I'll respect you Or It's not yeah. just like a blanket. But I also think
0: it's kind of also like, um, like it's hard. No one has a rule book on how mm. like specifically what it is to show respect to someone. And obviously yeah. everyone has their own opinion and that through their um through them being brought up. Everyone sees respect mm. differently. Totally. But I think like you know it's just having that like having that understanding, patience mm. and just like awareness of someone's feelings and I feel mm. like people so easy, like, like you said, um, you know, respecting women that you find attractive. It's like, well, what are you doing differently to them mm-hmm. that you're not that like that you are to someone else? Like,
1: mm. yeah, I, I get what you mean. Like, are you taking like actions to show like w- what changes in your behavior when you respect or yeah. when you don't respect someone? Yeah, yeah, which I feel like I've seen or like being around disrespect and I feel like you see it a lot in workplaces and stuff like yeah. with like the power dynamic between like a boss and a, an a, yeah. um, employee you can you can tell when someone doesn't respect their boss you know but I feel like that's a very like like systemic respect it's not really like mm-hmm. a, a everyday respect so I feel like they're they're definitely like portrayed differently yeah,
2: yeah. definitely that's a really good point And I think, like, also going off from what um, Bella said before about, like, just to use that example of how people saying, oh, I only respect women who are attractive or whatever. Mm. I think the best point in that is that do you, though? Like, do you actually respect them or do you just like them? Do you just enjoy it? Do you just find them attractive? Yeah, and that's the best thing
1: because I think, like, they still suffer from disrespect. Mm. They're just in a completely different form. Or maybe they don't even recognise what respect and disrespect Looks like, and how they differ. So maybe they might yeah. actually think, "Oh no, I do respect this person." But if you have the capacity to disrespect someone on such as minor detail, then you probably don't fully respect yes. the other person. Like you might just have a distorted understanding of what respect is.
0: Yeah. Well. So the laws. <laughs> I, I have another law. I have law. No, I was going to say this actually transitions quite well into another card that I have. Oh, okay. Really. So great. maybe do you want to do you wanna move on to this one? Yeah, let's yeah, go. Um, so this is from the questions about sex um, deck. So it's kind of probably I think the, the basis of all the context of it is more so in a sexual or romantic relationship. Yeah. But speaking of respect, um, mm. do you always check if someone is consenting
1: you? Oh, hang on, sorry. As in, if if you have given consent, or if, or if someone has checked for your consent, consent, or are you asking whether I always check for consent?
2: I think, I think it's up to you how you interpret it, but. I definitely interpret it as if I check for consent from who I am, you know, sexually active with. Yes.
1: Mm Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Do you always check, and how? How do you check? Well, it should be really simple. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Do
1: like? Do you want to do like? (laughs) Okay. I I feel like verbal consent is. um, I mean, I feel like it's the only way to consent, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I
2: think like personally, um, it happens a lot without you even thinking about it, like consent, asking for consent. Um, and like, it's just like reiterated time and time again, it doesn't have to be like, excuse me, sign this contract, like, mm, let's yes. decide, let's have a cons. Yeah. Like that's not the consent process. Like if that that's fine, if that's your consent process, but it can be as simple as do you like this? Um, yeah. Is, this good is it okay if I... I take
1: off your top or is it, Yeah. are you okay for me to do this? Like, it's like a constant yeah. conversation rather than like a, do you want to do this? Yeah. Okay. Then I can do anything I want to you from now on.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think that's like one of the, um, I suppose it's something that also comes with being more comfortable when you are sexually active mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because I think a lot of people really struggle to engage in that like especially like yeah you know, first experiences or mm-hmm. like early days of your sex life where you're
1: mm-hmm.
2: um it's it's scary to sort of like talk about it you kind of just want to close yeah. your eyes yeah um, it's as fucked up as that is no I know but um the more experience you have with sex um I think consent is something that hopefully should continue to grow and because you feel more comfortable in asking those questions and mm. even having fun with it
1: it's something that I feel like is learnt how to communicate and I feel like we're definitely failed as teenagers in the education department <laughs> sex ed failed us is what I'm trying to yes, say you know what definitely. I mean I don't remember learning about consent or about how to give consent or check for consent or you know and yeah and I feel like it's it's unfortunately things that I've had to learn from experience what is and what isn't consent and I feel Which like is horrible boy, oh, it's, it's awful and I feel like it's horrible once you can recognize okay I didn't consent or I did consent and then you sort of establish that like respect within yourself and like that confidence to sort of like yeah to have the conversation and like make sure the other person is consenting as well yeah, I I do feel like there does the it does need to be verbal at some point. Like I think as much as you can tell from someone's body language yes. if they want to do it, I feel like yeah, I feel like that's a little bit iffy because it could be it could be telling a totally different story.
0: Yeah. And I think um interesting like um I went through an experience where I I was talking to my sister about this topic, mm-hmm. um and she kind of had like it was and and going back to that education and things like mm-hmm. that. It was really up, upon reflection, it was really mm-hmm. sad. Yeah, that she had to tell me. Yeah, um, what and she told she... me if it's not a fuck yes, it's a fuck no.
1: Yeah, and
0: it's such yeah. a simple thing, and it's it floats around the media and that sort of thing. But it's really sad that my uh, like my sister had to mm. tell me that. Yeah. Like, yeah. and then it's it's even sadder
1: when you learn that after having an experience or going through something, and then looking back and feel and like now that you know what's not consent. Yeah. If you didn't know at the time, you look back and you say, "Oh, that definitely yeah. wasn't consent." Do you know what I mean? Like, it's it's like an upon reflection thing. Yeah, that's why I think education is so important. Like, because the the lines are so blurred when it comes to consent and assault, and you know everything in between, that it almost takes leaving the experience and looking at it to assess mm-hmm. what actually happened.
2: Yeah, and the worst thing about that is like the guilt. Like when you mm-hmm. do look back and whether it happened to you or you may start mm-hmm. somebody, you. It's, I like it's quite an awful feeling. Yes. And, you know we're told, like they're so good at drilling in. Like when I say they, I talk about institutions and mm-hmm. um, media. They're so good at drilling into you that it's, oh this happens to you. It's not okay. But there's never any
1: that it's, of that sense yeah.
2: of like how do you stop it? How do you, you deal with this? How yeah. do you navigate it? Like how do you?
1: Yeah.
2: Like it's just how do you move so forward? Missed. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of th- another thing that's really missed these days is that especially like. You know, um, things such as like just being in lockdown where you've had to engage in a lot of conv- relationships online and mm-hmm. consent extends to beyond the bedroom and beyond physical touch. Yeah. You know, it's consenting to almost send some messages sometimes. And yeah. I think that's something that's often forgotten. Like, I, it's very, whenever someone pictures consent, they think of, you know, um, just sex. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Sex, totally. Sex. Um, totally. Yeah, and it, it's like it's in everything. It's in every relationship. You should mm. be constantly like checking in and asking. Mm. You know, even before I talk to my friends, sometimes I just like ask permission to rant because oh, you know, absolutely, you can't
1: just like. I feel like that's like something that I've learned to do as well because I found myself sometimes being like in a really bad mental state, and then someone has come in like no fault of their own, like it happens and then just Mm -hmm. sort of like unloaded onto me, unknowing that I was like not doing well and it's a lot to handle. So I feel like through experiencing that, I now will say like, can I talk to you about this? Do you have emotional capacity? If they say yes, then I say like, okay, you know, this is what's going on for me. Help if you can. I just sort of need to listen or, you know, someone to listen. But I think asking consent in that way is so it's so important like I really appreciate when people ask me as well because I feel respected it kind of goes back to that respecting like yeah yeah I feel like oh that's amazing like you, you care for my mental well-being whilst trying to care for yours and I feel yeah. like that's so important and a really yeah. like, good point to bring up
0: totally and like it's um I really I like how you touched on that um about you know it goes beyond the bedroom. Like mm. that's not something that you think about. And it's mm. kind of like even just now I'll admit it's not something that I've thought about. Mm.
1: Yeah, um, exactly. Because it's not talked about. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And yeah. I think as well a good a good thing to note is um, I think a lot of um, sexual experiences and, and talking about assault and things like that, it comes down to um, – men a lot you hear about Mm -hmm. it with men but um you know there have been a few things come up in the media where women are very much as well the perpetrators of that behavior Mm. as well as men yeah and I think
2: it's also very overlooked because and this just like it's all rooted within you know this like the p- word the patriarchy but, you know, <laughs> it's been said once <laughs> Finally. Like, women have low sex drives like we don't we don't want to have sex so like how could we yeah. ever be breaking the rules of consent mm-hmm. um, and it's like for like disclaimer that's t- entirely not true like we no yeah you do not have low sex drives but um there's just this imbalance in the bedroom between it's, and it's also... this expectation to live up to roles and mm. I think it's definitely changing and like I've noticed so much more conversation about it and mm. openness about switching um I guess switching between who's leading a sexual experience and who's not in a consensual way um which is like so good that it's almost become like a trend kind like there's trends yes. on yeah that are like I get what you mean, know, yes am I done or a sub and stuff like that like Mm. I'm going to of a tangent, but I think it all, it's such an interconnected cycle and it definitely goes all the way back to education mm. in school. I think I only learned about my period and that was it. And like, yes. even that was so I don't even, I don't even remember so. learning
1: about my period, honestly. Like, I couldn't tell you one thing that I learned in sex ed.
2: Yeah, I got my period learning about my period
1: and I think you <laughs> really experienced But so it was ever. like oh I'll show you. <laughs> yeah, like, you wanna learn, you want to learn about it, I'll show you. Like. Like? Wow, did you really? That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon I, I reckon we had like three days in like I don't even know, year eight. And all I remember was the giggles around, you know, putting a condom on a banana. So we like, I not that, even that even was, I had, was that. Like that was honestly life. the extent of
0: my sex ed. We I had, think- um, I remember, I learned about the menstrual cycle and the, um, like, um, the female, I guess, anatomy um, yes. in health, which was, like, an opt Okay, test. yes. So yes. we had to it's choose posture, to do yes. that um but i think in like year eight there was like a public speaker that came in to talk Mm. to us about they split the boys and the girls which is what i hate oh my god they split the boys and the girls the boys learned about porn and not watching porn and, and don't um don't idolize what you see in porn as as you know real life which Duh. As if, like, like as, yeah, like, no shit, but, like, as <laughs> if that's what they should be getting taught,
1: like. Exactly. Oh, my God. This literally makes me so angry.
0: And then we also learned about, um, like, a sexually transmitted disease. Yes. And that was about it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So comprehensive. It's, in- it's interesting because <laughs> I feel like if, if the topic of consent was ever going to come up, it would come up with women. You know what I mean? It would be like, okay, let's teach the girls about consent, what is and what's not consent, but never like to the, to the, like to men about what is and what isn't consent and how to check for consent and also for them to give consent as well. Like I feel like it's definitely a discourse around uh, for women and around women instead of teaching men. Yeah. yeah. Which definitely it, it like just it. boggles my mind. Like that should just be such a basic thing by now you know yeah. but it's, it's not and like you know even conversations with friends that I still have that have been you know like in mature relationships where there's been a crossing of a boundary sexually and it's it it makes me so upset because there's obviously a disconnect and it's just like it it makes me so upset
0: well I like I um I and I'm happy to like share this experience on the podcast, but I um, I'm 21 and I only had a conversation about someone trying to convince me that I did nothing wrong a couple of months ago. Mm. <laughs> like, like I had to be convinced that, yeah, that I, that it wasn't kind of my that fault. That it wasn't
1: your fault. Yeah.
0: Um, and like that,
1: I'm so sorry to hear that.
0: And like, that's like it's a terrible thing that's like sad that's really sad that that I I guess like I came away from that experience kind of going crap like what did but what did I do like obviously I knew that there was something bad that happened and I removed myself from the situation whatever Mm. but I still had that thought but you still have that guilt mindset of like what I have done to have prevented that
1: oh yeah and that's just drilled into us you know like that is just you know, it's, it's almost taught, you know, like, okay, but you know, maybe I was wearing this or maybe I did lead him on or maybe I did tell him that I was, you know, but it's like, no, like literally no. Yeah. You can, you can withdraw consent at any time. Yes. Full stop. Like just because you start having sex with someone or start, you know, as a sexual experience with someone doesn't mean you have to follow through with it, you know? And that's something that I definitely struggle with. If you, you all of a sudden you don't feel well or you don't feel like you want to keep going. You feel that guilt. You're like, Oh, but no, I do like they're really into it. And then you get in your head and then you start blaming yourself because you've not communicated that. So it's technically not their fault, but it's just this whole fucking cycle. Yeah. And that's the
0: thing. And it's going back to that thing of what you both touched on is having that ongoing checking in conversation. Are
1: you still good? Are you still good?
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's very easy to do. Like, there's nothing, and to be honest, there's nothing more like, like, it almost turns me around. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> For okay. someone to be like, Are you good? Like, shit. Sure.
2: Like, yeah, definitely. Like, and like I said, you can make it into a game, like, make it fun. It doesn't have to be, yeah, yeah. like, mm. it's not, it's not like something you have to tick off a to do list. Like, it yeah. that- isn't a chore. It's literally like, it could be like this most fun part of, like, mm. you know being like being sexually active with somebody um
1: can I just say on that on that topic though I I I still hear a lot of girls when they meet a guy or like you know have sex with a guy afterwards when they're reviewing the hang on what am I trying to say (laughs) they say like (laughs) you know it was so good like he didn't even force me like or Uh and then and they just like praise this guy for asking for consent I'm like okay that is good like i'm not taking away yeah. the fact that that is great but we need to stop you know putting men on a pedestal that just yes. give you, that just give you basic yes. respect and i feel like that's because probably like a, a lot of women and these and like you know these people that are experiencing this basic respect for the first time are so used to being coerced and guilted and made to feel bad and almost like it's a chore that when someone just shows them human decency they're just like dumbfounded and in love and they just praise them and i find that really sad
2: i also think it's important because i feel as though a lot of people are not aware of this um, as much as they should be and especially um i suppose people with a vulva it is that when somebody tells you that it feels good to have sex mm. without a condom. That is also that's, coercion. Yeah, uh, and I think that's something that's really important because uh, it's definitely a trap that I've fallen like a victim yes. to a few times. And it's very easy to just like you know, in the heat of the moment, you just want to keep it going. You don't want to like ruin the momentum or whatever. Yeah, but, like, it, it feels awkward to
1: ask. Yeah, I'm so yeah. glad you brought this up. Yeah, mm. it's a really. I mean, I've been dying so to talk people about. People
2: who still like. It's really disheartening to hear um, how many yeah. people are uncomfortable with it, but don't bring it up because, you know, the most important thing isn't maintaining a, an erection
1: in sex. Apparently, I, mean, like, I mean, to be honest, I'm, just I'm, just I'm still uncomfortable bringing it up. Like, I feel like I've not, like, I still struggle with that. Like, and I feel like that's something yeah. that I need to work through, but that's something that, like, I've come across you know might be like they'll be like oh well I don't have one like what are we gonna do and then it's like and then it's your fault that it's not happening whether like that shouldn't be the case and if that's if that's your boundary and they're not willing to you know um to yeah meet it then it should just be off and that should be fine
0: yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. and And like sorry but like I don't I don't buy the bullshit of it's gonna interrupt, it's gonna ruin the mood. It's like, well, you've already got there oh, uh, once. Yes. You can do it again. So oh, absolutely yeah. that's I not, don't think
2: anything like, kills the mood more than having than two people having sex and one person
1: feeling feeling like Literally. the fear of
2: getting pregnant or the fear of right. you know, like it's just like even if somebody's on the pill, you, you can't rely on that sort of stuff. And mm. yeah. It's not just about that, it's just about practicing safe sex. And if that's something you choose to do, then that is your choice mm. because it is your body. And um, not to bring up my body, my choice, because we know how that's been going, on, how <laughs> that one's been getting thrown around lately. But um, I think to everyone listening, it is not acceptable for someone to beg you to not wear a condom. Tell them to get lost.
1: Fucking praise that, man. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. That's brilliant. It's not okay for anyone to, to beg you or guilt you or coerce you into anything so to tie
0: that um that conversation up in a nice little Mm. neat bow Mm. name one thing that you would love to see in schools at the moment and um ella you are also studying public health so this is right up your alley yeah Um, but what do you guys want to see um introduced into schools what would be a good suggestion for sex ed i actually
2: did an assignment on this last year that involved I designed a sex ed program. And, ah, amazing. Um, yeah. So it was very brief. It was mostly about, um, you know, how do you design a program ethically to be, mm. so that was the point of it. But I think something important that I came across that's very overlooked is um, queer representation in sex ed.
1: Mm. And I
2: think once you've ticked the box of having a really substantial um queer education growing up mm-hmm. it naturally makes everything else so much easier to talk so about true. because you know it like talking about this talking about queer identity and mm-hmm. um, queer sexual relationships brings in so many um of those other values that are yes. fundamental like it brings in that respect value again and mm-hmm. I think that's something I'd really like to see a lot more um and
1: Yes, yeah, I, f- I think
2: that queer people are definitely paving the way mm-hmm. um, for sex
1: education. Mm-hmm. Um, it's and like at the, at the moment it's done. very it's very heteronormative. It's yes. very you know male female. This is what happens.
2: Mm. Yeah, totally. There's, and I think no, yeah, students growing up in an environment where it is heter- like in a heter- heteronormative sex education environment it just creates so much shame and stigma and it just increases all those problems because you have people trying to perform in fit boxes that they don't necessarily Mm -hmm. fit. And I just,
0: yeah. At a different age as well. Like you've, you've, like, I remember, fuck, I remember being in year nine and that's like, your, that's like where you're learning everything about mm -hmm. everything, you know? The last thing you want is for something to be shoved down your throat that you might not agree with and that you might not resonate with because then what good is it doing? And
1: and then they're going to, and then, you know, they start thinking, oh, well, I don't fit into this box. Like is something yes. wrong with me? And then yeah. that's, it's just, it just paves the way for shit. a lifetime of, yeah, guilt, shame. Yeah. Not- I think
2: it's like, I think it's great now that a lot of people sort of becoming more in touch with their sexual orientation, romantic mm-hmm. orientation, um, how they express their gender, but like it,
0: this should not yes. be
2: happening in your early twenties. Like, yes, it's so great that it's happening, and it does come at different times for everybody. But I, I definitely know from personal experience, if I had known mm-hmm. about the spectrum of gender, the spectrum of sexual orientation at an earlier age, I think I yeah. would had a very different um,
1: experience. Yeah a lot of the representation we have in the media it's all heteronormative so you find yourself like aligning with this narrative that even if it doesn't feel right I, and you don't realize that it's it's not actually authentic yeah and you have to sort of like deconstruct that in your later life you know there's a lot of people in their late like early to late 20s that are sort of only just realizing that this but if if the education and the queer representation begins you know, teen years, and it's just completely normalised, we're going to find a lot of people being so much more comfortable with who they are and how they want to express themselves. And that's just going to be absolutely incredible for diversity and just people being more, like, you know, happier within themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, f- I feel like with the sex ed thing, I, I really do believe the most important thing that I would introduce is... More talk on consent. Like, I know we already spoke about it, but agreed. I'm yeah. really, really passionate about it. And it's a starting
0: point, it's yeah. like the best starting point because, no yeah. as we said, it goes into it can be relatable to relationships. It can be relatable to sex. It can be relatable to friendships. It can be relatable to anything. Yeah. I feel like
1: it's made to be this complex topic, but like Ivy said, going back to if it's a fuck, if it's, hang on, (laughs) (laughs) if it's a fuck, (laughs) that that, that doesn't digest well. If it's not a fuck, yes, it's a fuck, no. Yeah. And I feel like that is just all you need to know. Yeah. I mean, like give or take a couple of things, but That's all.
0: Done, cool done, done. Oof. Um Ella, do you want to do a would you rather?
2: Yeah, Hopefully,
0: all right. hopefully it's a little bit more
2: light-hearted than that combo. <laughs> I'll do a I'll do a lighthearted Oof. one. Would you rather have extreme dandruff or have lips that are constantly ch- ch- chapped?
1: Oh.
2: Wait, <laughs> I feel ex- like I already have, ex- have lips
1: that are
0: constantly chapped.
1: But no. do you mean like like chapped to the point of like cracking? yeah I, because well, i, I feel like i would rather you. dandruff
2: so i'm on veracutane right now for anyone who doesn't mm. know that is a medication for acne um it's been a godsend like yeah your um, skin
1: looks amazing but look at that it does i right. was just about to but say incredible and
2: the lips so i already have um lips that are constantly chapped um <laughs> And you know, a virgin on the extreme dandruff. <laughs> so,
0: so, it's not a the longer It's a what's, worst. Um, yeah. what's it's worse? It's a what's worse? Like, what's
2: worse? You've got both the um, lips. Stop. Everyone looks at your lips. Yeah, and if they're like all
1: crusty mm. and sore, like I feel, like I feel I I like, like I'd be more self-conscious of my lips. I feel like my hair—I would find a way to hide it. Yeah, yeah. not exactly. that I think you should be ashamed of something that happens naturally, but I feel like it's um. It's not as noticeable. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: the pain as well. Like in a bit like I think Mm. I believe that extreme dandruff you'd have probably a very itchy head
1: Mm. or you have
2: chapped lips that are splitting and bleeding. And I definitely
0: (sighs) would take it. Even just the thought
1: of that. I'm like, no, I hate when my lips are dry.
0: What um what lipsticks do you what lip balms do you use? Because I've found I only learnt recently that apparently um brands make them so they dry out your lips yeah you using it oh yeah I'm gonna do a plug for my obviously mom's yeah so Can my mom actually
2: see? owns my mom owns is a is a very big word oh. <laughs> but I was just about started to start her own little <laughs> lipstick business I was just it- about to bring out your mom's lip balm <laughs> <arm> and show <laughs> yes. you that that's
1: the one that I use every day there we
2: go it's called hello lips um I'm a trader I don't use it but that is because I have like insanely fucked lips um so i need to use a special like dermatologist one but yeah my mom has a little brand called hello lips and everyone raves about it and she's also donating all profits to bowel cancer
0: here she is oh my god that is so good i didn't know that ella yeah so if it's anyone, amazing I'm if anyone wants it, them
2: good luck finding out how to buy it she probably <laughs> has no platform for it but
0: you can message <laughs> yeah message Ella and she'll put you yeah. in contact
1: it's genuinely the best lip balm I've ever had
0: maybe I should it get it on it. Really, I've never had
1: another lip balm no I'm kidding it's my first I one I'll ever. give you a free <laughs> sample
2: for having me on here today to oh amazing about all my thoughts.
0: that's what you get <laughs> The
1: free stuff for having
0: a little.
2: A it's all started coming in. You need to get a PO
0: box now. <laughs> God, stop! I'm not taking any
2: more today.
0: Do you sponsor my lip balm? I don't <laughs> want to be an influencer, guys. I really can't be fucked. <laughs> oh well, I'm not giving them to you unless you do an ad. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, what time have we got? I reckon we could do one more. Yeah. Go on, Ivy. What are the characteristics of people that you dislike? <laughs> Uh, this is. I feel like this is very personal, so there's no wrong or right answer. Well, I think we could probably agree on a few, but I hate elitism.
1: Yeah, like,
0: with a passion. I cannot
2: stand people who think that they are instantly like. Sorry, mm-hmm. I think a better word for it is entitlement.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, I was about to say that. Like, yeah,
2: that is yeah. a big one for me, and it like really, really, it's
1: okay. just putrid.
2: I think like I don't understand how people can. Actually, wake up every day and think that they deserve things simply because they grew up with money Unreal. or they grew up in a certain area or field. I think it's just absolutely insane. And mm. yeah, it's a, that is a big no no for me. As soon as like as soon as I see anything that mm. hints to entitlement, I'm just out of there very quickly. I've I-
0: definitely dated people that were like that. Oh shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: For legal purposes, I haven't dated anybody. <laughs> I would like to <laughs> remain anonymous. <laughs> no one was entitled. <laughs> I also did not go to an all girls Catholic private right,
1: school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, so there's definitely something personal in this. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's
2: definitely come out a lot as well in the pandemic and sorry we talking about it but you know with vaccines and stuff and these like it just it leads into all the like stigmas and phobias of yeah. ableism and transphobia it's just mm. this absolute entitlement that like you just have like the world revo- literally revolves around you the god's gift you, mm. yeah like you, what you do does not affect anybody else
0: like exactly. mm. so
1: yeah amen
0: i hate people that aren't honest yeah, I am like probably the most open book mm. that books can be.
1: Absolutely,
0: <laughs> only because I used to like I I reckon I used to I used to be a bit of a fibby child, yeah. um, and it got me into trouble. And I just don't, I just can't be. Fine. I
1: just I just don't really understand it to be honest. Yes, like why wouldn't you? And if someone lies to me it honestly, it, it mostly confuses me because I'm like, I probably would have been like, I definitely would have been so fine with the truth, you know? Yes. And, and it makes me upset. I'm like, have I created a space where you don't feel like you can be honest with me?
0: Yes. And then you have to
1: just think like, okay, you know, maybe it's not actually your fault and they just want to be dishonest. But
2: yeah, I really agree with you when, like how you said, um, have I done something to make you feel yes. like you yes. can't be honest with me? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah like, I think a lot of the time when someone lies to you, it's not even about the fact that they lied. It's about like, it's not the fact about the lying itself. It's what, it always just comes back to yes, you. And you're like, always. what have I done? Like, yeah, why do you feel like you cannot tell me this really silly little thing? Yeah. Crazy.
1: I'm also yeah. not intelligent
2: <laughs> enough to lie.
1: Oh, no, nah, <laughs> I get accurate. caught out, man. I get caught. Plus, like, I can't. Like, you can just read through my face. Like, even if I was to try and lie, man, I'm just fucking smirking the whole time. I'm looking like... Oh, like
0: I just don't get it. Like, I don't... Mm-hmm. I can't comprehend why, especially with, like, relationship breakdowns with mm-hmm. the, um, partners or with friends or with family. I just don't get what good comes from not telling the truth. And then like,
1: also you, you catch people lying about small things and... Your brain instantly thinks, well, if you can lie about this, yeah, what's gonna stop you lying about a bigger thing? And that's yeah. that's a huge thing, and they almost don't understand that. Like, oh, but it's just, it was a small lie. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's like, yeah, but if you have the, it's the principle. The if you've got the, if you've got the capacity to lie about something so small, like I'm just like, I'm just like, well, how can I trust you when it comes to, mm. yeah, something bigger?
0: I think as well, my um. My God, who I freaking love. Um, shout out to Joe. Um, she taught me. Um, a big thing is there's nothing more satisfying than holding yourself accountable as well. Mm. Um, oh yeah. And like, this is more so in like if you've done something wrong, just being honest about it and not lying about it, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like there's always a lesson to come from everything and, and it's so simple and it should mm. be so simple and it's it's thrown around so easily. But mm. it's true. Like, like there's nothing more, especially in, in your professional capacity yeah. as yeah. well, the growth that comes yeah. from admitting when you've done something wrong or admitting with your friends, hey, I'm really sorry, like I shouldn't have done that. I've just yeah. realized that. It
1: shows maturity. It does. I, it, it I'm not sure
0: whether it's like totally related, but –
1: I find this as well. I, I, hang on, what am I trying to say? (laughs) When when you have an opinion and you express an opinion and then you're sort of shown with different facts, I feel like it's so amazing to change your opinion and just say like, Oh, okay. Like that's really interesting. You know, I'm like, I can actually have the capacity to change my opinion. Like I don't like stubborn people that always need to be right. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't relate to that. I I have learned to enjoy being wrong to some capacity. Yes. Like, I don't get full enjoyment out of it because obviously I would rather be totally naturally right. <laughs> but if I am wrong, I feel like it's okay to change your opinion on something. You don't have to be cemented in your opinion. Yeah. Characteristics of people that you don't like. I'm trying to think of like a, maybe a superficial one. <laughs> Fakeness in like people. I can see through it, you know, like. It's not hard, I feel like, to read someone's true intentions or true self. And when you can see authenticity, you're just like, oh, that sucks, you know.
0: Especially with social media. It's so easy to yeah. become a person that you're not online. Yes. And when you know someone in real life, it becomes mm. really obvious when that person mm. is being quite superficial.
1: Mm. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's a hard one because I also just like feel equally sorry. Um, and True. upset when people feel like, you know, they have to be so ingenuine to themselves, mm. um, especially around me because I'm, like, I don't know who you're trying to impress. Um, yeah. I'm, like...
1: Would never judge you.
2: Yeah, like, I'm very easily impressed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a sad yeah. one. But
1: I, I think we're, we're, we're
2: all, this. like, a little bit guilty of doing it time to time. Like...
1: Yeah, I, th- I think... Just in every... Like, it's I almost... It's almost sad to catch yourself like morphing, like, and like yeah. changing personalities, but I feel like it it sort of stems back to wanting to protect yourself and sort of like and also performing to how you want to be perceived by that person. And yeah. it's actually hard to be conscious enough to realize that you're performing rather mm. than being your true self. And, like, that is fakeness, but it might not come from, like, a deceitful, you know, it's not like a...
0: Intentional thing.
1: An, an intentional thing, yeah. It's more so just like a an accidental, or yeah. I'm trying to be someone that I'm not because I'm, I want you to perceive me differently instead mm. of just acting your true self the whole time. Which is easier said than done because a lot of us don't know who our true selves are. And a lot of us, like, a lot of our friends bring out different versions of ourselves, which I think is fine. Like, I, I think that's great. But I think you also need to still stick true to yourself. Like,
2: Yeah, it's a very important skill to have when yeah. you step away from an encounter with somebody and you need to be able to ask yourself, like, did that make me feel good or did that mm. make me feel bad? Break it down. And then you need to, like, you really, again, it comes back to that accountability. Like, yeah, those wise. Actions to not, um, like, just to make sure that maybe next time you're um, talking to this person that you have the skills to sort of guide the conversation and guide, mm-hmm. conduct yourself in a way that will make you feel really good mm-hmm. at the end of the conversation because like it's a bad thing that it doesn't build a genuine relationship but it also like makes you feel like pure shit and I know that mm-hmm. I that was something that I really sort of started to try and do at the start of last year I realized that I was leaving a lot of conversations with people feeling like I wasn't not a good person or that mm-hmm. I wasn't being true to who I was mm. um, simply because I just wanted to like make it easy and yeah. I just I knew what to say. You go
1: along with it. Like, yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. And it's just not worth it. Like it literally mm. beats you down to a pot because you can't, you just like you really lose sight of who you are. And yeah. it's like, a really good task. Something that I did this year, I um, went on a camp. And it's all about self-development and growth. And we were given a list of values and like, it was through a series that we had to narrow it down to just three main values, like, which is really hard. Like pick three Mm. values that you want to live by, but three laws, you you literally, and a task such as simple as that though, like Mm. gained so much clarity for me because I was, you know, whenever you feel like you don't know, what the fuck you're doing in life, which quite frankly is almost mm. every day. All the time, yeah. Just like write your values down, look them up somewhere. It's a five-minute task and it will honestly like, without sounding too preachy, but it will change no, your No, I,
1: I feel like we've spoken about this before and something that I've been meaning to do is to like, yeah, write down who you want to be and like what you want to live by and then no matter what you do, you know that you are living through yeah. like through those values.
2: Yeah, it's a foolproof mechanism. And whenever you mm. feel like, you know, something's not going right, look back mm. to your values, be like, holy shit, none of my values are present in that situation. Yeah. Maybe this person doesn't share the same values. That's fine. Yeah. Like, you know, again, comes back to the respect. You don't mm-hmm. have to share the same values, but yeah. you definitely need to have that respect for yourself and for the other person mm. to be like, all right, well, this isn't going to work. Mm. Again, totally fine. We're not made to like everybody
1: paying attention to who you feel your most authentic self around, keeping them around, and then also at the same time, paying attention to who you feel like crap around and then having the courage and confidence to fuck them off, you know, and knowing that that aligns with your morals. Well,
0: yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah and I think to be highlighted is that there's nothing wrong with that. You know, yeah. it's just really if there's anything that there's, I guess, time has taught us is we've really got to be selfish with how we feel. Yeah. Um, and, ha- and, and how we like what we give our time
1: as well. Like I feel like there's a lot of time wasting on yeah. empty friendships and yeah. wasting time. And yeah. I feel like it's totally fine, you know, not want to catch up with that person or yeah. not want to do that because it's, it's just going to make you feel like shit, you know, you're not obligated to do anything.
0: And I think like important um I was talking to my brother about this today actually
1: mm-hmm.
0: is like this um this time as well you really need to be you can't have the same expectations of people that you did before the pandemic. Yeah. And I know that sounds really simple and maybe a bit wishy-washy but it's true like yes. Like everyone's inter- going through it, man. Yeah, and like you have to be patient. And there has to be a level of understanding for like Yeah where people are at
1: yeah I feel like I saw a little bit of a little bit around last year people saying like you know just thinking about how no one's checked up on me in this time you know and like whilst I think to an extent that is you know maybe something to take mental note of but at the same time you have to allow for people that are go on so many different paths and yeah going through so much you know you can't expect that much of someone and I feel I feel like it's unfair You know, I feel like there's definitely people that I'm not checking up on constantly because I'm dealing with my own stuff. But I would hope that that doesn't come between us because there would just be a mutual understanding of, yeah, exactly. Like there's just a mutual understanding of, okay, we're both obviously going through it. Let's just respect each other's space. And
2: it's definitely like a very, I think, something that I've struggled with a lot is people imposing their shame on (laughs) you for putting your own boundaries in, or for wanting mm. to be somebody different, and I know like controversial mm. opinion, but personally, lockdown was a bloody godsend for me last year. In terms mm. of, I think it was the first time that I actually got to be like, who am I? Who am I? Yeah. What am I doing? The world is a fucking shit show, even more yeah. so today. Mm-hmm. Um, who am I going to be? Like, if I'm going yeah. to deal with this shit, then I need to like learn how to love myself and be. Mm-hmm. happy with myself and my choices and mm-hmm. it's a very hard process and i think this yeah. is a lot of people off around you um i definitely know that some people may not be as supportive as you'd hope they'd be mm. but oh my god but then you sort of matter. realize
1: that like that they're not people worth having around you know if those yeah, aren't exactly. un- unconditionally supporting you in every like aspect of your journey then they're just not worth your time
2: yeah, you know, Being in such just... a hyper political environment like a pandemic is just like it has been a very very good filter. Um I think it's a really good way to um, to understand a lot more about people in a matter of a year mm. where in the, these are things that would take you years and years and years yeah. to know about somebody. Mm.
0: And, it's really um, heightened.
2: Yeah, and just I think a lot of people have gone through some massive growth which is just like so cool um I think everybody needs to start celebrating them a little bit more yeah it's such a huge thing to like do all this like amazing growth without the influence of anybody like people do this in their bedrooms like
1: yeah but I I feel like it's simultaneously okay to not have grown heaps you know what I mean like I think it's amazing either way like I feel like Mm -hmm. either way we've survived you know whether you've grown a heap or whether you've you're the same person like it's totally fine
2: yeah and I think either way people have gotten to know a lot more about themselves yes than they would otherwise um and whether that's led to growth like good on you whether it hasn't also good on you
1: mm.
0: Like, mm. I amen mm. yeah. well Cut thank you off. so much I honestly I could do this for hours man I don't but want it's to be been done. it's been probably about an hour yeah <laughs>
2: Um, I feel like we need to do it with a few glasses of wine and it'll be a little bit more uninhibited.
0: I definitely had a filter. You guys
1: haven't had a time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, guys. Thank I you. really appreciate you coming on and giving your, I guess, opinions and wisdom and knowledge. Um, um, thank you, Ivy. Yes, I am you. really excited for this episode to air. Um, and, yeah.
1: Me too. How sweet.
0: It's been so great. Thanks, Ivy. Thank you, Ivy. Well, there you have it, another episode of Why Not. I was a little bit nervous that I wouldn't be able to get this episode to you this week. Um, I am off tomorrow uh, due to some health issues, so I have decided to release this episode a day early because I just didn't want you all to miss out Um, Now, this was a pretty heavy topic. It was a pretty heavy episode. Um, I love having discussions with my friends about um, these sorts of things because it only just brings more awareness um, to the situations. And I guess sharing opinions, it makes things... um, I guess, come to light things that you don't necessarily think about or things that you haven't considered. Um, so I am I really hope that you did get something from today's episode. And look, if you know anyone that is struggling, please um, don't hesitate to encourage them and support them to reach out. There are so many services available for anyone who is struggling, especially in a time like this. Uh, in the episode show notes, I will link a few links. Um, Beyond Blue, 1-800-RESPECT-National Helpline, Lifeline and WIRE which is a support service for women, non-binary and gender diverse people. I have also attached to the show notes some really um, unique and helpful resources for anyone that's wanting to do a little bit of extra um, education to themselves um, or to anyone else. Um, There's some great websites, um, Our Watch, um, Wire and Teach Us Consent. Um, You can find all of those on Instagram as well as their websites on the internet and of course, we did feature Flex Mammies, uh Reflex Question Cards in today's episode. No, it's not sponsored. I just absolutely love having deep combos. And I find that these games are really, um, really fun to share around the table with your friends. Um, and... Yeah, so the link that you can find them is um, at Flex Factory. Um, I've put popped the link in the show notes, um, and also um, you can find them on Instagram, or you can go straight to Flex Mammy's Instagram page, and she has all of the information there. I had a blast doing this episode, and I am actually taking a week off, um, so. I will keep you updated as to whether I have an episode coming next week. We'll see how we go. Um, In the meantime, please get in touch. Please let us know if you have any answers to the questions that we did have in the episode today. I'd love to hear your feedback. I'd love to hear what you guys think. And also keeping in mind that all of our answers to the questions, um, they're all uniquely our own thoughts and opinions. And we are, of course, not intending to disrespect anyone in any way. Uh, and we hope that we've dealt with this topic gracefully and, and spoken about it with sensitivity and respect. So thank you so much for tuning in and I can't wait to speak to you all soon and bring you some juicy episodes in the future. Have a good day guys.